This is the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast with the ADA Comply Guy, Tony Caggiano. So you're listening to this podcast because you are an entrepreneur yourself and you're on your own journey and you came to hear from some very successful entrepreneurs, which you will, but you're probably thinking to yourself, who is this Tony, ADA Comply Guy? Well, hang tight because you're about to find out. The path to success can be a long and winding road. As entrepreneurs, we all have reasons for taking control of our own destiny, but just because you're working for yourself doesn't mean you have to work by yourself. The best way to grow as an entrepreneur is to surround yourself and learn from others who have a similar mindset. On the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast, we will meet many of these mindset masters and bring you valuable lessons that you can use today to help you keep moving forward on your entrepreneurial journey. This is Tony Caggiano, also known as the ADA Comply Guy. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all to the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. Um, I've always wanted to do a podcast for a long time, as, as far back as I can remember. Um, and even before podcasts were popular, I always wanted to be on the radio or have a radio show. Uh, and this is, this is really just um, an example of how along your journey things can evolve and change and um, bring you full circle to where you really want to be as long as you follow your passion. Um, my story, uh, you know, in the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast, we're going to talk about, you know, and share with you other people's journeys and their stories and everything. Um, but my story started really a long time ago when I was um, pretty young. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a middle class family, but my dad um, was the breadwinner. My mom was a kindergarten teacher for many years um, and so she did what she loved as well and unfortunately um, you know it, it didn't bring in a lot of income so my dad really was the breadwinner of the family but unfortunately through the years he he was a, a meat cutter or some people call them butchers back then um, which there aren't a lot of today a lot of the meat comes in pre-cut and packaged into grocery stores but back then you know he would actually work behind the counter and cut meat and, um, you know, work with the customers. And he, he actually, he really loved his job, but, um, as time went on, there were less and less of them. And so he was unemployed for many years. He went from supermarket to supermarket and, and had many different, uh, positions in, in different areas. Uh, even at one time owning his own little grocery store, um, which unfortunately fell prey to, um, you know, the, changing times and, and people shopping in larger stores. So, um, so I grew up really not having an abundance of things, but you know, I, I had my fair share of things that I wanted as a kid, but it, it got to a point where my dad always said, if you want it, you're old enough. Now you can go earn some money and, and go buy it yourself. So, you know, I think I was around 10 years old when I started um, mowing lawns and I just went around to neighbors in our community and we didn't live in a uh, uh, development. I lived in Western Massachusetts um, in a very small town and houses were about a half a mile from each other. So I had to ride my bike, my bike to different neighbors houses and actually use their lawn mowers and uh, they would pay me to cut their grass. And so, you know, I acquired a few customers and, you know, really got the bug of, Hey, I can go out, spend my time wisely, um, offer a service for somebody and make my own money. Um, and that really 
stuck with me from a really young age. And as I got older, I just decided to um, take the things that I liked, my hobbies, and turn them into ways to possibly make money. So, um, you know, I was into baseball cards at the time, kind of like uh, Gary Vanderchuk uh, started with his baseball cards. Um, you know, I went around and traded cards and sold cards and, and did things there. And as I got older, uh, I was able to invest and buy a beat up junked four wheeler. You know, my friends and I really liked motorcycles and four wheelers and my parents didn't have the money to buy one for me. So the first one that I bought, I bought really because I wanted to have one and be able to ride with my friends. So I bought one that was broken. Uh, all I had the money for was this uh, broken down four wheeler and you know, I learned out of necessity how to fix it and make it run so that I can have my own four wheeler and, you know, have fun with my friends. So, um, as I got a little older and I owned this, this bike for six months or so, I realized that it was now worth a lot more than I had invested in it. And I sold it to a friend of mine and made a profit. And, um, I went out and I bought another one, you know, a little bit nicer, um, something also that needed some work, but, um, you know, I fixed that one up, make it look really awesome and, um, sold that one again at a profit. So I was now turning my hobbies, um, and the things that I loved while I was using them and, and having fun with them into a money-making opportunity for myself. So, um, you know, I did that for a few years until I got to the point where I had an opportunity to start my DJ business in high school. And, um, I needed money to buy equipment. Uh, I was working at um, for free with a friend of mine at his dad's roller skating rink, and he was showing me, you know, how to DJ and how he, you know, did what he did. And I was really intrigued with it because I always loved music and music. Every day, I, all I would do is listen to music. I had my Walkman. Um, you know, those of you who remember the yellow Sony Walkmans uh, with the cassette player, you know, those are the one. That's the one that I had, and always listen to music and. I was like, wow, if I could do something to make money playing music, that would be a dream come true. And so I did it. I went out and I bought some equipment um, by, you know, I sold my last four-wheeler to get the money and um, went out and bought some equipment and, you know, started doing school dances. Because, uh, again, at the time, my mom was still a kindergarten teacher and she kind of put in a good word for me and I started DJing the dances at her elementary school she was teaching at and word got out and um, I started DJing at other schools and as I did that I started growing and growing and just realized that I really knew music really well I knew artists and songs and what kind of music to play at what type of venues um, whether it was you know a birthday party or a kids dance or even an older kids dance a high school dance you know the different types of music that needed to be played at the time I really knew very well and so that helped a lot um, and so again I turned something that I loved into a business and um, you know it just grew from there over the years uh, I repeated the same formula um, you know I as in college I started when eBay came about I was like wow this is a great platform online um, I started buying cars. You know, I bought some inexpensive cars. I remember one car I bought was a Mercedes SLK convertible. It was this little two-seater convertible, one of the first SLKs. And it was a really fun car. I drove it around for a couple months, and then I sold it um, for a profit. And I, I started doing that um, as well. I did that for a few cars. And, 
Then I got into real estate and I started uh, buying houses, flipping them and, um, and making a profit. And that grew into a relationship with a builder, started building spec houses with him. And um, then also at, at that point in time, I bought a couple of multifamilies, lived in one, you know, rented it out to all my friends. And so I was always looking for different ways to, instead of spend money on things that other people would normally spend money on, figure out how to turn them into a profit center and, and make money from them. So I, I knew at a very young age that I was um, what Alex Sharfin calls the entrepreneurial personality type. Um, his definition, the EPT, I was in a, it probably wasn't around back then, but I knew there was something different about the way that I learned or how I thought of, of things in, in turning things normally people would look at as expenses into um, profit centers or cash cows, some people say, uh, to create a cash flow out of them. So um, so that was that's really how my entrepreneurial journey started um, way back in the early days. And it's continued over the years. You know, I, I, I have worked for corporate America at times and um, in the trailer of the entrepreneurial journey podcast, I touched on a little bit on how, you know, I was working for an insurance company after college and, you know, I was primed to say, Hey, this is going to be my career. I got a degree in finance and went to work for an insurance company and, um, you know, just was sitting at my cubicle one day saying, wow, I, I really don't like my daily routine. I don't like what I do every day. So, um, I just quit. You know, and I said, I have to do something that I enjoy every day. And I think that at that point, um, I was reading a book by Brian Tracy called Million Dollar Habits. And it, it just stuck with me that, um, you know, I, I really didn't want to work for somebody else if I didn't have to. Um, and, um, you know, I learned the big lesson, you know, that if you do what you love, then you'll never have to work a day in your life. And I, I don't mean sitting on the couch, watching movies, not working at all, but doing something that you love to me isn't considered work. If you can wake up every morning early, just so you can get going with your day to, to do what you're doing that you're making money at and you love it to me is not work. It's, it's just, it's a passion and you're following your passion. And that's really where, um, my entrepreneurial journey has continued to thrive and evolve and grow over the years, um, in the different things that I've done. And, uh, in, in other episodes, I will touch base and talk about, uh, some of the different things that I've done over the years and how I've learned from them. You know, some of them were extremely successful and I was, you know, re doing really, really well. I was able to go buy, um, you know, a, a supercar at the time. Um, you know, I had a big house. I was living large, you know, as in, in my early twenties. And, um, then there were times that, you know, things didn't work out and, you know, I, I hit rock bottom real fast, real hard. And, um, it was from those down times that I learned some hard lessons and really expensive lessons, I guess, um, at the time, but it really helped me along the parts of my journey that were yet to come, um, learned a lot of lessons. And that's one also big thing that you really need to know is even if you're at a down point in your journey and you know that this is the right thing for you to be an entrepreneur and continue 
keep moving forward. That is the key to know, um, look at your failures, at your non-successes, um, and figure out what lessons you really need to take from that in order to start over and start back up that trail, start up the hill on your journey to figure out where you're going to go from here because you will get there. You know, as long as you keep moving forward, um, you, you will succeed. You will find success. And again, what, whatever your definition of success is, it may not be to be a millionaire. It may be to have time for your family. It may be to, um, give back to the community to, to help other people like, I found is one of my big things that I love to do and everything that I do now with my businesses it's it has to fit into my framework of being something that's going to give back to somebody else that's either in need or can use extra help or a larger community that's going to benefit from it and um, that's something that you will find as you continue on your journey what is your framework and that will evolve as you learn and move forward. So, um, you know, I think it was Michael Jordan who said, um, you know, the best way to guarantee failure is to not try, um, or something like that. I'll, I'll have to look up the quote, but it, it just really hit me. You know, the fastest way to fail is to not try. So as long as you try, there will be success, um, down that road for you, whether it's quick or whether it takes you a while. Um, there are a lot of overnight successes out there that took them many years to get there. You know, it, it, it's kind of a, a, a funny saying, you know, that you see people and they look like they're overnight successes, but they're 10, 15, 20 year overnight successes. It took a lot of hard work before they got there, before you actually noticed who they were. And, um, you know, and they were the ones who didn't stop. So, um, so again, thank you for joining me on the entrepreneurial journey podcast. Uh, we look forward to sharing with you many, many more episodes, um, both my insights from my journey, along with a lot of the interviews that we're going to be having and bringing on a lot of other successful entrepreneurs to help you along your journey and to help you take away a lot of information that can help you um, you know, implement right away, help you keep moving forward. Thanks again. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the entrepreneurial journey podcast. Our show is sponsored by the ADA comply guy accessibility toolbar solution for your business website or sales funnel. My mission is to help make the internet accessible to people of all abilities by spreading awareness that ADA compliance is now required for your digital real estate. Our solution can help you become compliant, but also allow 85 million people in the U.S. alone with different abilities to be able to use your site who otherwise couldn't. If you want more information about this for your business and to see how you can even get free money to pay for this upgrade, please visit our site at www.adacomplyguide.com. I look forward to having you join me and other entrepreneurs just like you again on our next episode for more valuable insights that will help you achieve your success on your entrepreneurial journey.